0: Okay, well, Michelle, thank you so much for recording this bonus mini-sode with me. Now, if you haven't yet listened to my interview with Michelle Mazur, Dr. Michelle Mazur, I should say, please go check that out. She talks about the big rebrand that she had with her podcast, how it affected her content, how she finds her voice as a podcaster, and we have a really amazing conversation at the very end about some personal fears that I have, and Michelle gave me and all of us some really amazing advice. If you know my business podcast ally, you know that I actually help book guests on a podcast, and Michelle has agreed to join us to talk about the kinds of guests and vetting process she has for her podcast, Rebel Rising. So I'm really excited about this, Michelle, and thank you for giving away your secrets. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about this. So Michelle does a mix of solo and guest interviews. So Michelle, I'm wondering just really quickly to set context, do you have a percentage or a baseline for like what you're looking for with the mix between solo and guests or is it organic each year?
1: It's usually about 75% solo, 25% guests. Sometimes it's 30% guests, 70% solo. It just depends on how many pitches I'm getting or how many of my clients I want to have on the show. But usually it's, I would say, yeah, 70-30 feels about right. Okay, great. And I think that balance
0: kind of gives you the ability to be very selective about the guests. So you mentioned clients. I want to start with what kind of guests um, clients or otherwise do you tend to bring on to Rebel Rising?
1: I look for people who have a strong message who are doing something that that's a bit different in their industry. So for instance, I just had Claire Pelletro on as a guest and she's not a client of mine. But what I found interesting about Claire is she has the Get Paid podcast, which really has nothing to do with her business. But it was a way for her to establish her th- Thought leadership because she does Facebook ads in a way that was related, but not about Facebook ads. And I was like, that's really curious. I want to know how that all works. Like, how can you establish your thought leadership without talking about your area of expertise? Like, I want to know about that. So it has to be something I'm curious about um, and that they're doing something kind of unique and different and that I think that they would have something interesting to say. And you say that you do get guest submissions, which I know is the fact because I have pitched
0: you and you've taken on guests. So when you're looking at these things in a submission, what kinds of things are you looking at the submission for? For instance, like, do you read the whole email or are you figuring out like the very, you know, you need to be grabbed in the very first sentence or paragraph? Like how do you go through those submissions?
1: So the first thing I do is I skim to the, they usually have the bullet points of like what the angles are. And if it says anything about how they made six figures or they're going to teach me how to do passive income or launching, that's a no right away because that's nothing interesting or new. Or if they were a mom and they have 27 kids and now they have a million dollar business, I'm not interested because that just shows me they haven't listened to the show at all. (laughs) Um, And if it just seems like a boilerplate pitch, that's just an immediate no from me. So I look at that right away. And if they have some interesting angles, I go back to the top and I'll see if they've listened to the show. (laughs) Yeah. So how do you figure out if somebody's listened to the show or not? So, usually they'll reference something from the show because if you've listened to a few of my interviews, you should know that I ask the three word rebellion questions. It's pretty obvious that that is the format and the structure. If you're a guest on my show, I ask you my three word rebellion questions because I love those questions, they're very open ended. It's you don't know where the interview is going to necessarily lead you, right? And so, if they mention something about the three word rebellion or that they like how organic the show is, or they listen to a certain episode, so I'm kind of scanning that they have some knowledge about the structure of the interviews or the show. But if they don't seem to know that, then it's a no, yeah. And I will say, those questions you ask your guests are so
0: good that I've been doing a pivot with my own business and they're like haunting me <laughs> because I feel like I don't have my answer right now. And I just, they like come to me and I'm thinking about it all the time. So th- I think that's part of what makes the show really valuable, but also somebody who has both pitched you and listens regularly your show. Right. It's very obvious what it is that you care about and what you talk about where, Honestly, not all shows are that way, but yours is. And so it should be easy to integrate that into a pitch. And if you're not doing that, well, shame on you, I would say.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, because it's it's super obvious. Like super, super obvious. Like for instance, I just got pitched by a hay house author. And what was really funny is I just downloaded her book too. So, but it was really clear that like her publicist knew. And then her publicist also mentioned that they she just read my book and really loved it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you are very clear that you know my material and how I structure the show. Excellent.
0: And I will say, too, to people, like, I don't know, Michelle, if this flies with you, but also you mentioned, you know, if, if it's like a mom who had a bunch of kids and now has a million dollar business, it's like somebody doesn't even necessarily have to mention an episode or your show to show you that they're paying attention, right? Because Anybody who listens to Rebel Rising knows that you're like, how do you turn your message into a movement? So like, what does that have to do with the topic of your show?
1: Yeah. I do want to hear parts of your story, but I'm not a big story-driven podcast, right? It's more about diving into something that makes like your business unique or like your take, your special take on something. Like it's very clear. (laughs) that I I'm not into like your personal rags to riches story. Yeah.
0: So you mentioned no boiler plates. Are there any other things that potential guests um, should not do when they reach out to, you know, suggest themselves or suggest someone else for an interview for you?
1: Oh, when I say no, Try to make a second pitch about why I should take your guest on the show. Like, I have rejected people and literally got a follow up about why I'm wrong and why this person is a perfect fit, which I wrote that person back and said, Please never pitch me with anyone ever again. You are blacklisted. Oh, that is brutal. Like- I don't know what that person was thinking, but I mean, why would you why would you do
0: that? You know, I will admit to you I have done that and book guests, but the not often and the way I've done it is if somebody says, "Oh, well this isn't a fit because we're looking for XYZ right now. We're not doing that anymore." And I'll say, "Oh, well actually, there's something that I have for that. This might not work for you, which I totally understand. But literally, I only do that if I feel like they've given me some sort of information that then I'm like, I would have sent you something different to begin with. Not like a, no, no, you really want this person on your show for whatever reasons.
1: Yeah. Like if somebody says, no, like this person isn't a good fit. And I think I I said, no, this person doesn't have a strong message because it was one of those like, oh, she'll teach your people how to make passive income. And I'm like, uh, no, that's a message that literally anyone could give. She's like, oh no, but her message is different because of her story. And I'm like, no, everybody has a story. (laughs) So, so no. And please never pitch me again with any of your clients. Oh, the pain, the pain. But you know, I do personally,
0: when I'm working with people like love working with podcasters that have a very strong point of view, I think it's easier (laughs) in a way than people where their content is more open-ended. And then you're like, like you said, everybody has a story and there's always multiple messages that can make sense. And when somebody does have a strong content focus or point of view like you do, I think it's actually easier to pitch. Um, it's much more, much more clear. The the last thing I'll ask you are I know that you do both content planning around themes, but also looking at hot topics that are bubbling up that you think that people, you know, should be paying attention to or want to spark a conversation. And I'm just curious as you're going forward right now, are there any kinds of themes or topics that you want to share that you're like, God, I would love to have somebody to explore more of this, but you don't yet have someone in mind for that? Like, is there any kind of thing where like, oh, I'd love it if somebody emailed me about XYZ
1: topic? You know, what's really interesting. I've really gotten into like, and I don't want to call this stuff woo, but it kind of is like, I'm really surprised no one has really pitched me yet on areas like human design or, (laughs) <laughs> or um even like the enneagram because i think those are some really interesting hot topics and i think this all goes back to this what i one of the big themes i'm seeing emerge this year and i swear i hear it from all of my clients is this idea of like success on your own terms designing your business on your own terms i swear all of my clients are talking about this this year like how do you really create something that fits you and your personality and i feel like even like Myers-Briggs, like how do you create a business or a life that really resonates with who you are? And I think things like the Enneagram and human design fit that really well
0: oh that's so interesting and i definitely wouldn't have guessed that one for you so (laughs) thank you so much for sharing it now i will say to anyone listening who's going i'm going to go listen to rebel rising and pitch michelle on this right now that before you do anything like that please do your homework listen to the show Pay attention to the questions that she asks, pay attention to the questions maybe she doesn't ask, and really think about what it is that you would bring to her audience before you reach out to her. So this interview is to give you, you know, if you've been thinking about pitching Michelle, this is some great insight into what she looks for, but I have a pretty strict rule in my agency they'll pass off, which is like no stretches. So either it's going to be a, a hell yeah, or it's a no. Mm-hmm. I love that about you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Michelle, for spilling the beans about what you look for. I really appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. And of course, you can check out Michelle's podcast at drmichellemazer.com forward slash rebel dash rising. So it's drmichellemazer.com forward slash rebel dash rising, or look it up wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also go look at her three-word rebellion process, get a little teaser of what that's all about at three And that's really on honing in on your own message. So if you're sitting here thinking, gosh, I don't really know what that would be. You might need some messaging help. And Michelle is one of the best in the business to help you with that. So definitely go check her out.